So you're all sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Jesus' friends were sad. They would never see their best friend again. How could this happen? Wasn't Jesus the rescuer, the king God had promised? It wasn't supposed to end like this. Yes, but who ever said anything about the end? Just before sunrise on the third day, God sent an earthquake and an angel from heaven. When the guards saw the angel, they fell down with fright. The angel rolled the huge stone away, sat on top of it, and waited. At the first glimmer of dawn, Mary Magdalene and other women headed to the tomb to wash Jesus' body. The early morning sun slanted through the ancient olive trees, drops of dew glittering on leaves and grasses, little tears everywhere. The friends walked quietly along the hilly path through the olive groves until they reached the tomb. Immediately, they noticed something odd. It was wide open. They peered through the opening into the dark tomb. But wait, Jesus' body was gone. And something else, a shining man was there with clothes made of lightning. Don't be scared, the angel said, but they couldn't help it. They screamed anyway. The angel asked them, what are you doing here? This is a tomb and tombs are for dead people. The women couldn't speak. Jesus isn't dead anymore, he said. He's alive again. And their hearts leapt. And the angel laughed with such gladness that they felt for a moment as if they had woken from a nightmare. The other women rushed home, but Mary stayed behind. How could it be true? Jesus was definitely dead. How could he be alive? Just then, Mary heard someone else in the garden. Perhaps it's the gardener, she thought. He'll know where Jesus' body is. I don't know where Jesus is, Mary said urgently. I can't find him. But it was all right. Jesus knew where she was, and he had found her. Mary, only one person said her name like that. She could hear her heart thumping. She turned around. She could just make out a figure. She shaded her eyes to see and thought she was dreaming. But she wasn't dreaming. She was seeing. Jesus! Mary fell to the ground. Sudden tears filled her eyes and great sobs shook her whole body. And all she wanted in that moment was to cling to Jesus and never let him go. You'll be able to hold on to me later, Mary, Jesus said gently, and always be close to me. But now, go and tell the others I'm alive. Mary ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast, all so far in all her life. She felt she could have run forever. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she could ever remember in the clear, fresh air. It seemed to her that morning as she ran, almost as if the whole world had been made anew, almost as if the whole world was singing for joy. The trees, tiny sounds in the grass, the birds, her heart. Was God really making everything sad come untrue? Was he making even death come untrue? She couldn't wait to tell Jesus' friends. They won't believe it, she laughed. And she was right, of course.
Heinzy, how are you? Heinz, it is great to see you look great. How are you? Did I mention you look great? Thank you for that, Josh, but what's with the safe? The safe. Hmm, the safe. That one. Oh, this safe. Yeah, it's actually good eye, good eye. Um, funny you should mention this safe. Uh, let me just... Well, I found this safe earlier and obviously it's a beauty and I wanted to see whether it would work. So I may have opened it up, got my mobile phone, put my phone in it and well... So what you're trying to tell me, Josh, is that you found this safe you opened the door of that safe, put your phone in the safe, closed the door and locked your phone in the safe. Yeah, that, that is a correct assessment of the situation. But that is exactly why I came to a resourceful man such as yourself. Um, Heinz, do you fancy helping me crack this safe? Josh, you've come to exactly the right man, my friend, because I am going to help you crack this safe. Let's do it. Josh, I, I don't think we can do it. We've barely even made a dent. Heinz, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. We just need to think. I've got it. first. Josh, you laugh, but here I have a humble stick of dynamite engineered by myself to blow only the lock preserving the contents. Be prepared. I'm intrigued. But you're, you're sure this is safe, right? Josh, I've done this a thousand times before. Just trust me. I'm just gonna go. Fair enough. Are you guys ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Well, that went well, didn't it? Hmm. What's your bright idea then, Josh? Well, Heinrich, to crack a safe, you must have a mind like a safe. That is why I have invented this whistle, which, when blown, will emit a frequency so high that it will cause the door to simply pivot open, revealing my phone from inside. Prepare to be amazed. <laughs> I don't think it's working, Josh. Oh, I just need to blow a bit harder. Hang on. Can you hear cats? This is 
annoying. It, why is it not working? This is so frustrating. Oh, we're never going to manage this. I mean, we tried everything, didn't we, Heinz? There's nothing more we could have done. You did your best workout, I did my best sums, but it's time to come to grips with the fact that my phone is lost forever. Hi, guys. Hi, Sash. You all right? I've been better. My phone is trapped inside this safe and it's never coming out again. We've tried everything. We've tried everything. This safe? This safe. Well, it looks like someone might have headbutted it. Uh, that's not really important right now, Sash. Well, have you asked for any help? Help? Yeah, because it's just John Wright's pin code to get in. So if we do five, seven, six... Oh, my goodness! My phone! Thank you, Sash. Why didn't we come to you to begin with for help? We let ourselves just try and do it ourselves. You headbutted it. Oh, Sash, thank you. I'm back with my phone. Hello, world. Exactly zero messages. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was embarrassing, Josh, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, who headbutts a safe? I mean, who locks the phone in the safe to begin with? It's a, it's a fair point, and I'm man enough to admit that maybe that was not my finest moment. But, I mean, it's not like I'm the first person ever who's made a bit of a, a mess and needed to ask for a bit of help. All of us have had to ask for help at some point, haven't we? Mm. Haven't we? We can all think of times where we've needed a bit of help. For example, who here, and I want to see some hands in the air, who here... Uh, when they were learning to uh, ride a bike, needed some help. Let's see some hands, adults included. Yeah, loads of hands. Of course you did. We all need help learning to ride a bike. All yeah, of us. Yeah, exactly. And what about this one? What about lifting something that is really, really heavy? Who's needed help with that? I mean, oh. obviously, me or Josh, we've never needed that. We're super strong. But this one, all of us have needed help with. What about maths homework? Anyone, Anyone? needed help with some maths homework? Oh. Fair play. Oh. Quite a few of us. Contentious. Heinz, what about the big one, okay? And this is, this is going to require people to be a little bit brave. Who here has ever been so lost that they've had to ask a stranger for directions? Come on, let's see some hands. Ooh, a few people. Oh, a few people. I'm sure there's more people than that. Yeah, I mean, I've also never needed to do that. I've got a very keen sense of direction. I'm like a human compass. They call him Heinz the homing pigeon. That is my name, but I've got something that I think beats directions that all of us would have needed help with at some point in our lives. So, you're going to be brave. Who's ever locked their phone in a safe and needed help to get it out? <laughs> I think it's just you, mate. I, I, think I, just you. I think we can move on with that. Let's just leave that in the past, OK? Not my finest moment. Definitely not. But the point we're trying to get at is all of us, at some point in our lives, have probably got ourselves into a little bit of a mess that we couldn't get out of on our own and needed help with it. Yeah. And you know what? It's not just the little things that we all need help with, is it? It's not just... They're picking up heavy things, or finding our way back home, or even reaching things on the top shelf. Anyone ever needed help with that? It's not just those things that we need help with. You see, the Bible says that we all have a much, much, much bigger need for help, because the Bible says we are all trapped by this thing called sin. And sin is when we live our lives in a way that puts us first, and God and other people second. It's when we don't listen to his best for us, and all of us do it. Yeah, whether it's uh, telling a bit of a lie to a friend or family. Can we, think of, can we think of times where we've had to do that? I'm sure we can. Or maybe it's uh, taking something that you know isn't really yours. Or maybe it's just you, you don't treat people with 
as much respect and love as you should do. All of us struggle with these things, and all of us have a big problem with this thing called sin. And sin traps us. And to give you guys a little bit of an idea, we're going to welcome up Scott, who's going to show us what it is. Let's give him a round of applause. Welcome, Scott. He's nearly here. He's almost here. It'll be worth it. It's going to be so there worth it, guys. There he is. Yeah. So what I, guys, what I need you guys to imagine is that Scott represents all of us. So imagine that you are Scott. Beautiful. So Scott is how God created all of us to be, completely free and fully alive. So Scott, can you show us what that looks like? Oh. Oh, look at that. Is that not fully alive? Look how alive Beautiful. he is. Beautiful. But the problem is that the Bible says that all of us sin and that it traps us. And so maybe the truth doesn't really suit us in a situation and we tell a little bit of a lie and we get stuck. Or maybe your little brother or sister is really, really, really annoying and your parents aren't looking so you push them over. Or maybe there's somebody at work that you just don't really get on with and when, when, when they're not there you just can't help but find yourself gossiping about them. Or maybe it's just when you're really hungry or tired, you're just not a very nice person. But the more and more we don't listen to God, and the more and more we sin, the more and more stuck we get. So Scott's pretty stuck right now. Yeah, he is pretty stuck. Just nearly there. Not just tying him up good and proper. Scott, how, how's that feeling? I mean, it looks, yeah, great. Let's go with great. <laughs> maybe tie that round as well. You see, the Bible in the book of Romans says that because of sin, we are utterly helpless. We are stuck. We are trapped. We are like our friend Scott here, completely stuck and completely powerless to get ourselves out of the mess that we have created. Now, we all try to sort ourselves out, don't we? Scott, do you want to try your best to try and wriggle out? It actually held most of it. (laughs) Great. See, Scott can't get himself out because he is utterly helpless. Just, just there we want go. to imagine. There we go. And we all try and get ourselves out of the mess that sin creates. But no matter how many self-help books we read, no matter how many New Year's resolutions we make, no matter how many diets we start, we are utterly helpless to fix ourselves. We are utterly helpless. We cannot get ourselves out of this mess, and we cannot restore ourselves to that freedom which God created us to enjoy. And what's worse is that while Scott and all of us are tied up over here, there is something amazing going on over there that we are helpless to go and get. See, there's a party, there's free chocolate, but God wants a relationship with each one of us. Here we go. He wants a relationship with us. He wants to give us life in all its fullness, but we are so trapped, just like Scott. <laughs> Beautiful. We are okay. so trapped, just like Scott, and we are helpless why, why, why to go we, and get it. This was entirely predictable. Why don't we all have? Why don't we all have a seat, guys? Sweets later. Let's all just have a seat. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. Heinz, I don't think we heard what you just no, said. I barely heard myself. So there is a party going over on over here that we are helpless to go and get. See, guys, Jesus wants a relationship with all of us. He wants to be our friend. We are tied up like Scott with all of our sin and mistakes, and we're helpless to go and get it. Heinz, I'm just looking at all of this, and 
we were asked to talk about like the good news of Easter mm. today, but I'm just looking at this. I'm looking at Scott tied up, trapped, and unable to get to the good stuff over there. And I'm just thinking this is, this is bad news. Yeah. There must be some good news in this story Yeah, somewhere. don't worry, Josh. It's not as bad as it sounds. See, that, you talked about a verse earlier. It's in Romans 5, verse 6. And it says that while we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. And what that means is that Christ, that, that's Jesus, he loved us so much. And he saw us tied up in our sin. And he wanted to be our friend so badly that he came and he died for us so that we might be free again. Yes, I, I remember. It, it's, it's like Jesus was God, wasn't he? Mm. And Jesus never sinned. So Jesus was never tied up. He was never trapped like this. He was never trapped like Scott is. And because Jesus was never tied up, he is the only person. He is the only person who can come and untie us. And you know what? That is the good news of Easter, that while we are stuck here, trapped in our sin, unable to help ourselves, Jesus came to do what we could not do. Jesus came to untie us, to to give us freedom, and to make us the way that God created us to be. And the amazing thing is that that means that we are free to go and enjoy the chocolate and to have the party, to have a friendship with Jesus, to have eternal life with him. And all we need to do is ask Jesus to set us free, to say sorry for getting ourselves into that mess to begin with, and ask him to come and untie us. So here we've got Jesus untying Scott for us. Wow. Scott, how's it feeling? You feeling better? I think we just get these off you. Amazing. There we go. Perfect. Scott, why don't you go and claim some prize? Everyone, round of applause for Scott. (laughs) You see, you see, on our own, on our own, we are—we cannot fix ourselves. Oh, thank you, Scott. Amazing. Round of applause for Scott. Scott will be sharing that chocolate with everyone afterwards. You see, on our own, we cannot fix ourselves. We can't do it. It's a bit like when I locked my phone in that safe. Do we remember that? What an unfortunate episode that was. I tried so hard to get it out. We tried everything, didn't we? But nothing I could do could fix the mess that I had made. What did I need to do? I needed to ask for help, didn't I? And I asked Sash for help. And then Sash came and did what I could not do for myself. She came and unlocked that safe. And that is the good news of Easter, that Jesus comes to do what we cannot do on our own. He offers to untie us, to set us free, to give us that new life. So, this Easter, we have two choices, don't we? The first choice is we can keep struggling to sort our own life out, can't we? We can keep struggling to fix ourselves and the mess that we have made. Or we can ask for help. So this Easter, are we going to keep struggling or are we going to ask Jesus to help us? Maybe for the first time, maybe for the thousandth time, but are we going to ask Jesus to come help us, untie us, give us that new life and set us free? And to finish, we're going to get some of you guys, some of the Trent kids, to come and pray with us. So you guys know who you are. If that's you, why don't you come and join us? Here they, here they are. Let's give them a round of applause.
Come on, guys. Oh, they've got mics. Ooh. That's more. So exciting. prepared. Here we go. Dear Lord, thank you for everything you've sacrificed for us. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising again so that our sins are forgiven. Please help us as a church, family and community to spread your glory over everybody who doesn't know your grace and for them to know your presence when they're worried or finding things hard. hard. Amen. Amen. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you that you died for each of us and rose again so that we can live forever with you. Thank you that we can celebrate today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much that you died on the cross. Thank you for Easter and the Easter story. Thank you for all you give to us, our food and our water. I pray that people who don't have homes will find those. Please look after Nottingham and people who live here, that they would know you and that they will know you love them and that they would love you too. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross so that all the things we have done wrong are forgiven. Amen. 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 Amazing. Well, if, if you'd like to find out more about who Jesus is and why we're so excited, then we thoroughly recommend that as you leave, you pick up one of two books or both. They're both free, Changing Lives, which tells the story of lives changed by Jesus from this church, and then Why Jesus, which seeks to answer, answer that question. But should we finish the service? Should we stand? And we're going to finish with worship. Let's do it. <laughs> 